This is it. Here we go. Episode number 149. No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat. I'm sure I say the same stuff every time. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Circle of Heat. Let us play their music. Yep. Okay. Well, go out and see them. Support these guys. That's why I keep mentioning it, because they're nice enough to share their music. In any case, I'm here with a first-timer who has never been on No Laugh Track, and I'm very excited. I've been uh, researching this guy uh, for years and years. That's not true. (laughs) But I am happy that he's here. Mark Ellis is here. You made me feel very at home, Justin. You have not only the NASCAR hat, so that speaks to my southern roots, you have the Darth Vader shirt on. So You know this wasn't an accident, the Star Wars hat. <laughs> the, uh, the NASCAR hat I just got uh, about a week and a half ago. So yeah. I've been, You wear it well. You wear I, thank it like you. somebody who's been wearing it for a long time. Thank you. And it's not one of these... Uh, um, as we've talked about briefly, a year ago at this time, I wasn't a NASCAR fan. Not at and, all. And in fact, I mocked people that wore NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR clothing, especially because a lot of times, you know, you'll see families that match. You know, they'll have like the, like the whole family's dressed, decked out in Kyle Busch, uh, you know, outfits. We all have the M&M hat. Or That's they're just, right. They're ugly as hell. Gaudy? Is that, is that the word that would describe <laughs> like those? The whole family is either sponsored by Tide or they're just huge NASCAR fans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I, I searched long and far, and I think I found a NASCAR hat that isn't uh, gaudy. You wear the Logano hat well. Yeah, Joey Logano, number 22. He's, uh, he's having a good year. <laughs> he's having a good year. My other racer that I like is A.J. Allmendinger. Only because of his name. Almondinger. Almondinger. He's the dick trickle of the modern Isn't day. Isn't that great? Racing. That's yeah. great, yeah. The dinger. Yeah, that's that's the one sport that I never really got into that much was NASCAR. I mean, I was a, growing up, I was a huge NFL guy, still am. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Um, that w- and now golf a little bit too, as I've gotten older. Yeah. And uh, but NASCAR just never really got into. It. I, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. It's definitely a sport. I'm not one of those guys, but I'm just. It's. I think I only have so much gray matter in my brain to put sports into. Sure. Oh yeah. So I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get rid of all the Super Bowl facts I know. That's just good, to accommodate yeah. NASCAR. I get that. So. I, I totally get that. I uh, I haven't caught that golf bug yet. So that's a uh, you know, growing up in the city, that was uh, nobody in, in the city freaking golfed, and oh, I didn't. Yeah. My dad didn't golf. I could never had money. I still don't have money to golf. You kidding my, me? My grandfather would come visit us. They lived in Myrtle Beach, so they'd come visit us around Thanksgiving or whatever, and they'd want to put on the skins game. And I'd be like, oh, God, this is just brutal. It's brutal. And then something happened. I just started to get into the competitive nature of golf. I never played when I was growing up, but I just got into it. And now it's like now I'm that old guy that I was like, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm going to fight the power. Now I am my grandfather. Just sipping iced tea. Have, have you uh... – have you napped through a golf match? Because that's what I would urge. I have napped, woken up, and fallen back asleep. Yeah. Only to wake up to realize that I missed the end of the tournament, <laughs> which is, God bless the DVR, so then I can yeah. rewind it and uh-huh. see what I missed. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you are here this week working at Acme, working with uh, John Caparulo. Yeah. 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 How often do you guys work together? Uh, w- what we He's been great uh, to me. We've been buddies since I met him at the Comedy Store. That's where we both uh, started in Los Angeles. So okay. he was a paid regular there. He just got made a paid regular, and I was doing the open mic, and I got hired there. They hire the young comics to either work the door or answer the phones, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then you eventually work your way up to showcasing for the club owner. Then you can become a paid regular. So yeah. it's a brutal system. But if you make it through, then you have some sort of at least potential chops. And John and I, we, we became buddies. And then a couple of years ago, uh, he asked me if I wanted to go on the road with him and feature for him. So I started doing that. And what we've done now with this year is I headline about half the time I'm on the road. 
um, by myself, and okay. then the other half I'm still featuring for John okay. because he's he's been so great getting me into clubs like Acme that I wouldn't have had access to at this point in my career yet. Okay. So if I'm not doing a college or I'm not headlining a smaller club, I'll be featuring for John. Right on. Have you been in Minneapolis before? Minnesota? I, anywhere? He, he, well, yeah, John and I, we were laughing about it last night because we came here together uh, last year, last February. So February in Minneapolis is a lot different than May in Minneapolis. Yeah. I am so happy to be <laughs> here. And I got picked up this week, and, and the cab driver seemed a little upset. And I'm like, what's And he's like, well, yeah, it's raining. And I'm like, dude, if, it's, if all that happens is <laughs> right, right, and it's not sub-zero temperatures. Uh-huh. Like, we, we were here in February, and it was maybe negative four was the warmest day. Okay. And yeah. so, and the hotel we're staying at is like right around the corner from the metro station. And I'm looking at the metro station, like, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> I don't, I might need to sleep in a tauntaun. Uh-huh. I might need to cut something open and take a nap halfway through. There's been times where I've, uh, I've, I've turned into an escort service for the uh, guest <laughs> here on the podcast, getting, given a drive back to the hotel just a few blocks away because it's yeah. so freaking cold. Yeah. It was pretty much the hotel over to the loop and then back to the hotel mm-hmm. to the club. And yeah, we even had a car take us to the club, which isn't that far. So it <laughs> no, was, not at all. I'm walking around everywhere. Yesterday, as soon as yeah. I got in, I was like Mary Tyler Moore. I was just walking all up and down, down the, the Minneapolis by the Target Center. So it actually is a great city you guys got yeah. here once the snow melts. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Did you get harassed by anyone? Was it a safe walk? I didn't get harassed by anyone, no. That's I, good. I, I, my at-rest face is is something of a downer face. Like <laughs> I like smiling a lot, but my at-rest face just looks a little upset at everybody. So I think mine does, too. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a congenial fella, yeah. but just if, if you catch me when I'm bored, I just look. When, if you catch me watching golf, you would think I'm hating what I'm watching right now. But I'm actually enjoying it very That's much. That's funny. I don't think he likes it. He's loving it. <laughs> you just don't know him. That's is that rest face. <laughs> you just don't know him. <laughs> That's funny. I'm imagining you like on a um having trouble putting up a profile pic on like a dating site. Oh, no, yeah. I <laughs> put something where you're really enjoying yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's probably that explains the singledom for eight years, you know. Yeah. I I, I go a long time in between girlfriends. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, that was just a joke. I don't know. I don't know anything about your uh, dating status. So, uh, well, yeah, I recently have a girlfriend, uh, which it's fairly recent. I think it's been about six months. Yeah, I should probably check on that. Yeah, because children, she knows. She, she's probably got the count. She probably has it like prison time, like just like the uh-huh. days etched out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean, between being a comic on the road and just being generally lazy, what, I just didn't want to invest in a relationship because that's just another thing to worry about. Yeah. And uh, it never really bugged me one way or the other. Mm. I've I come to appreciate sleeping by myself and even sleeping in hotels. I mean, the road the road of doing stand-up hasn't gotten to me yet. It's it's still something that I really enjoy. That's good. And look forward to. But now I do actually, you know, I think I love this chick, so we'll we'll see where it goes. Get that, but, you know. Skype back in the uh, in the hotel room. A little bit of FaceTime. Yeah, a little FaceTime. A little bit of Skype. Yeah, we Skype. we haven't gotten to the the technology that really we've been using a lot is uh, is well text, and she got me hooked on emojis where I never thought that I'd be using emojis, and now I'm the only idiot using the emojis in the relationship because they they're so much easier to communicate everything I'm feeling. I get tired of typing good night, Snookums, I love you, so I just have that one smiley face that's blowing the kiss. Right. I'm like, yeah, that'll take care of it tonight. <laughs> It's the, they've they've made we're we're back to caveman days where we just draw pictures. <laughs> no kidding. Like, Here, here's a hieroglyphic. Yeah, yeah. Good night. <laughs> Save that one. Yeah. yeah look yeah. back on that one in a month. It'll mean a lot. <laughs> That's right. We'll see if I'm still blowing kisses in a month, <laughs> or if I'm sending that turd emoji. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fine. Did you see the, uh, we, we, um, like I'm wearing my Darth, my awesome Darth Vader t-shirt oh, today, yeah. and uh, did you see that, uh, I don't get the, as much as I love Star Wars, the whole May the 4th yeah. be with you thing, I kind of yeah. roll my eyes at that. I, I, it's, it's silly. It's almost like watching a cover band on stage and you're like, I know this isn't the, what, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then five minutes later, I'm pumping my fist and I'm like, this sounds like the real band. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I love May the 4th. I love everything Star Wars and I'm, it's such a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I was at Star Wars uh, Celebration in Anaheim, which ah. is like, it's like the four day, it's like their Comic-Con. Yeah. And it's even better than Comic-Con. Because when you go to Comic-Con, then you're walking around the floor. It's packed. There's tons of people. Some of the booths there, some of the panels are really interesting. Some of the other ones are, you know, uh, Powder Puff Girls, and I don't care about that. Right, right. But literally everything at Star Wars Celebration is Star Wars. Yes. So it's, it's, it's greatness just condense into a four-day weekend. And the, the first day there, they had their opening celebration, which was J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, who are the, the head of the brain trust of Disney's now taking over Star Wars. Yeah. And they're in charge of The Force Awakens, a new film coming out. And they showed the trailer for the first time there yeah. in the arena, and it was a great sound system. I was weeping by the end of it. It's Han comes on and says, Chewie, we're home. Yes. And you just, it, just, it was such a beautiful trailer. I, I could not be more excited about this no, movie. No, I know. I know it's it's. I'm getting chills. You're just describing that literally. Yeah, I mean, uh, I and I have two daughters. I cannot. I've been doing my best to turn them into Star Wars nerds <laughs> since birth, and now uh, let's see when the movie comes out in December. They'll be seven and nine. I just primed to see this movie. Now you you face that existential question that all fathers, I guess, will face at some point: is what order do you show your kids? The six films that exist, or do you hold off until you do you show them The Force Awakens first? I've already started. They've already seen, and they I did that, and they started with Star Wars, with the with the New Hope, yes, with the original trilogy, yes, the way I saw them, and then it's and then you kind of keep the prequels in your closet. Like if they mm-hmm. get into them, you mm-hmm. know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like if they find your pot stash, you know, it's like I'm, I don't encourage this, <laughs> but if you do it. Yeah, and by the way, pot helps with the prequels. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, you know, I remember being so excited when they came out, and I just I, I could trick myself into thinking, "Oh, they're great movies." And then I look back on them now, and they're not. They're not great no. movies. I think there's a redeeming quality to each of them. Mm-hmm. At least I love the Darth Maul lightsaber scene, yes. the Yoda lightsaber scene. Some of the, the music in the in the the music are ama- is amazing. Yeah, and the Duel of Fates. It's great. Yes. And some of the performances are actually pretty good when you consider all the green screen going on yeah. in there. Not, but not uh, what's his name? Not Hayden Christensen. Not Hayden Christensen. There's a reason why we don't see him acting anymore. Not even Natalie Portman. And she, you know, she's an Oscar winner. It's yeah. just that there's just not a lot you could do with that dialogue yeah. and when you're just on a soundstage as opposed to being in the actual environment, which is one of the things that J.J. Abrams really wanted to stress with The Force Awakens. He's like, nah, we're putting you all in the desert. We're putting you all. They filmed, they filmed a scene, which I don't know what scene it is yet, obviously, but they filmed a scene for The Force awakens in the third largest cave in the world wow they went spelunking for star wars that's and awesome it's like this is back to what it's going to feel like or yeah. what it must have felt like in the late 70s and early 80s when the original films were coming out yeah. so yeah. i know i'm talking about this way too much i'm just a huge star wars nerd and um it's just it's the best time to be that yeah absolutely uh well let's get into it you're uh the reason you're so passionate was because star wars is incredible but yeah. you, you're just a movie guy 
Yeah, I'm a big movie fan, and I do a I do a movie show called Schmoes No, and uh, it's a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Um, and uh, me and my buddy Christian Harloff, we started it, uh, I guess six or seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> it's the longest relationship I've ever been. <laughs> and um, we we started it just because we love talking movies. Then we started reviewing movies, and lo and behold, we got uh, certified by Rotten Tomatoes. How does that happen? Accredited by the MPAA. Just uh, we just it, it's really it it comes down to hard work, and just we we love doing it and we're also pretty we we have some sort of discipline when it comes to just we keep putting videos up we almost average about one video a day on our channel wow. so people can go see what we thought about a movie or what we thought about this breaking news story we do lists from type we'll do best and worst every week we'll do a top five list every week so we really love it we work hard at it and it's now it's a podcast too you can get on itunes and um it's just it's been it's been such a blessing because now the point to where the show is is we can get into some of these events like we can get into star wars celebration or we can go to so you've got a press pass. We got that? a press pass for Damn. Star Wars Celebration, and and the morning of, of Thursday, we're walking into the big arena with the with the press line, and that's you know, so you get to walk past all the fans, and some of the fans recognize us, some of them say hey, and then some of the other fans are like, why do you guys get to go in before us? Then they were they were waiting last night right. to get in this morning, right. but it's yeah, it's a, it's a really it's been a really cool deal, and and it's great to see fans when I go on the road, either with John or by myself that'll show up that know me from either Schmoes No or from I do uh, I'm a correspondent on AMC Movie Talk as well. Yeah. Um so it's 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 been a it's been a real cool thing for my career. AMC I saw I saw you did I see a tweet about that or something? No, is that a TV show? The AMC It's 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 constructed a lot like AMC Movie Talk. It, AMC has a whole YouTube channel so they have AMC Movie Talk which is they go over the top movie stories of the day and uh, they also have AMC Rewind. Christian does a show on there called Jedi Council which is all about Star Wars and it's it's all on their it's their hub is their YouTube channel. Okay. And when you say you know when you tell somebody that you work on YouTube first of all they kind of they're like oh really? I mean but what do you do to make money? And it's like, nah, I work on YouTube. Yeah. You know? I work on YouTube and I tell dick jokes. That's yeah. basically what I do. Yeah. And, uh, and when you tell people that you work for AMC, they're like, oh, you're an usher? You, you take tickets? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I used to do that, and now I kind of upgraded. So. Pop popcorn. That's right. Yeah, I used to do that when I was sixteen uh, and seventeen. I had a uh, I had a job at the local movie theater. Oh, really? And yeah, I was doing all that all that grunt work, and so I can appreciate being being there. Sure. Did you sneak buddies into movies? I of course I snuck buddies into movies. Yeah. I snuck uh, family into movies. I would sneak myself into movies yeah. even while my shift was going on, <laughs> depending on how busy it was. So <laughs> I took full advantage of the fruits of my labor. Nice. Do you ever kick anybody out of a movie? I did, yeah. I I've I've had to kick a few people out of the movie. One time I uh, a buddy of mine was working there and um uh I grew up in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. The old man was in the Air Force, moved around a lot, settled in Williamsburg. And Lawrence Taylor, the linebacker, yeah. is also from Williamsburg, Virginia. A buddy of mine's working in the movie theater, and Lawrence Taylor comes out. And he was in the late, the late show of the movie, and he comes out, and he wants to buy popcorn. And they already closed up for the night. Right. And Lawrence Taylor was not happy <laughs> that there was no more popcorn available. And so my buddy's like, uh, uh, I can go get you the bag stuff. And so he goes into the closet in, in where we keep the, the popcorn overnight, and he gets one of the huge bags, like literally as big as me. Yeah. And he hands it to Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor grabs it, walks back into the <laughs> no movie theater with a smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> 
You do not want to mess with Lawrence Taylor ever. If he wants popcorn, you get that man popcorn. Please tell me he walked out with that bag empty. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I, I wish I was. I'm kind of happy I wasn't working that night because I would have bugged him for pictures and asked him, hey, remember when you broke Joe Theismann's leg? But yeah. I, I, I was off doing something else less productive. <laughs> this means refills, right? <laughs> I, um, well, I'm impressed, man. You turn a YouTube show into a... Like it's a legit freaking career. That is that is our business. Yeah, that's I mean, the, awesome. The, the two sides of the Mark Ellis coin are stand up and uh, and Schmoes no, and um, and it's it's the best. It's two of the five best jobs I think you could possibly have. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't think the Orioles are going to call me to play center field anytime soon. Not with Adam so, Jones. Not with Adam. No. he's firmly in place there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I this is. It's it's so nice. And, you know, when I go on the road, I like to get away from it sometimes. But even I'll be walking around. I might be walking around Minnesota later and say, yeah, I need to go see a movie. You know, it's just I do love watching movies and I love talking about them. Yeah. So I'm not the smartest guy, but I think that that's the angle that we come from yeah. is that we're not the critics that you think of when you think of a movie critic is you, we're just we're relatable. We just we're to, just like we're talking now. It's it's a fun movie conversation. I'm not here to push my opinion on you. Yeah. I'm here to tell you what I think. And we like that back and forth that we get from our fans. Our fans, we call them Schmoville. It's it's a whole city of just cool people who enjoy watching movies. And, yeah, we get into it sometimes. But that's the fun part about movies is yeah. you get to debate what you like, what you don't like. And it's it, that's why they're still the coolest art form that you can have 100 years later. Do you have people try to uh, one-up you? Like, uh, I know more about movies than you do. All the time. Yeah. 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 And I'm pretty good with movie trivia. We actually, on our on our podcast last year, we, we had the Ultimate Schmodown, which was a 16-week tournament. Oh, wow. we did, like, March Madness. We had brackets. And me and Christian were the top two seeds. And we both got bounced before the finals. We have our, uh, our website guy, uh, Mark Riley. He's the editor-in-chief of our website. He won the whole thing. Um, we had the, the young uh, uh, the Cinderella story, our buddy Josh McCuga, who we really, we sent out to, he's our correspondent when we go to red carpets and stuff. He somehow limped into the finals. Then he got squashed by Riley, but it was still, it's <laughs> it's just fun having this, this group of people that all love movie trivia and trying to one-up each other. And uh, but yeah, I'm pretty. I, I think I'm pretty. I'd be very confident yeah. if I walked into a movie trivia contest. Yeah, that's awesome. I um, what what uh, do you buy movies anymore? I, you know what? I don't. I really don't. I mean, uh, sometimes we'll get Blu-rays from the studios. Uh, to review them or whatever, but I don't even own a Blu-ray player, to be honest with you. So oh. we just give those to either our producers or our interns or whoever wants to watch the Blu-ray because I don't own a Blu-ray player. I don't own like a PS4 or an Xbox One or anything like that. I, I have a Game Boy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and But, you know, with, with the advent of Netflix and DVRs and all the cable channels that you can watch movies on, plus the fact that I see so many of these films in theaters now, I just don't even have time to go back and rewatch. I mean, if I'm if I'm chilling on a Saturday afternoon and Jaws comes on TNT, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure that we get the shark at the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't really get a chance to watch movies at home that much. Do you, do you, but you do go to them on the road? Uh, yeah. 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 And, and sometimes you just like the theater experience. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, sometimes, like when Avengers came out last week, I had already seen it, but I wanted to go 
see it with the fans with the, I just want to be at that midnight screening just to hear them go crazy. And it's fun. It's, it's fun for me. I mean, that's what I used to do. I, I waited in line. I camped out to go see the Phantom Menace. You did, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was it just the excitement that you feel. It's unlike any other sort of event, you know? I mean, yeah. you, sometimes you even get that with stand up, and it's nice to, when I'm in the club, when I'm, and I'm in the green room and you see that there's a line around the block to come to the late show. It's like, yeah, I've, I've been in that line before. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is, I earned this, uh-huh. you know, this is cool. Yeah, I hear you. I uh, when the Phantom Menace came out, you just reminded me of this. I had a radio job, so that was one of the few times where I got like escorted into the midnight showing. Yeah, but I didn't need it. You know, I didn't have to buy a ticket. I didn't have to show up early. No camping. Did you well, have to get on the mic in front of the? No, someone else did. Someone yeah, else did. A, so that, I didn't even have to do that. You talk about a tough gig, man. Yeah. Is when you get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans and yeah. you're like, okay, but before we show the movie, boo. Right. No, bring on the movie. No, the guy that did do that was from the radio station as well, of course. And he, um, he, he started to, when he first started talking to the crowd. He mentioned he asked, "How many of you have Star Wars tattoos?" <laughs> and like ninety percent of the place was like, right. Yeah. "That's right." And yeah. he had a couple of his own. He had like a Boba Fett thing on his leg and some Yoda thing on his arm. And our associate producer, Copster, uh, he uh, he's got he's he's got a couple tattoos, and they actually had a Star Wars tattoo booth at Star Wars Celebration. But the line was it, the line was too long to actually get a tattoo. Yeah, he wants to get the, the either the Empire symbol yeah. or the Rebel, maybe the Empire on one shoulder and the rebels yeah. someone another one i don't have any tattoos i don't think i'll ever get a star wars tattoo but if the force awakens is really good man <laughs> you catch me the wrong day it might happen yeah, right that's right especially if they get you into that line at uh celebration that celebration <laughs> that's every year i they do it somewhere every year yeah yeah and like i think uh before this it was in it was in germany and um, which must have been awesome. And then it was in Orlando, so it moves around a lot. But I think that now they have so much more to to promote with all the new movies and video games that are coming out. That yeah. Star Wars, it was always popular, but the resurgence that's happened, I think that they could do it every year in multiple locations if they wanted to. Yeah. So. All right, I, I'm, I, for the people that hate Star Wars, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have one more question about it. Did you, because um, it is something that, it, that interests me, damn it, and I'm the host. Um <laughs> Uh, collectibles toys and stuff oh yeah do you yeah. have that yeah I, I have a lot of those from both from my youth and as an adult just being like oh that looks cool i need to drop a hundred dollars on that yeah what, what i've been searching for what i've been on a mission for the last couple of years is when i was a kid me and my sister she's two years older than me we got in a big fight and i ended the fight by taking her princess leia doll and ripping the head off it okay show my displeasure uh-huh at whatever we were fighting about and it's just something that that we we always joke about to this day and so now anytime i'm at a convention I'm looking at the Star Wars toy section to see if I can find a Princess Leia doll. I'm happy to report that she's getting not one but two Princess Leia dolls. With head intact. With the head still intact for her birthday. Now, her birthday's not until October. So if she if she upsets me between now and October, <laughs> I might have to make a display. Yeah, yeah. I might make like a terrorist video, mm-hmm. you know, just me on the road with the prince and just decapitate the Princess Leia doll. <laughs> but if she if we're still buddies in October, she's getting that. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, back to uh, just movies in general. I, with Mother's Day, my congrats to my mom who uh, is now in retirement. Just entered oh, retirement this week. Yes, and uh, so we're having a party party for her next week, and then Mother's Day this w- is this mm-hmm. weekend. Don't forget Mother's Day is this <laughs> already. Weekend. Flowers have already been ordered. All right, man. good for you. And um, <laughs> uh, we have went out last night, and finally, my parents don't have. It's 2015. My parents do not have an HD TV in their living room. Oh, they still got the, the the fat back. Yep. Wow. Until this weekend when we install the new one oh, I bought for him last night. Oh, she's gonna go crazy. Yes. 
They, she might be resistant at first. No, no, she's into it. It's my oh, dad she... that is against the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I found that even, even as, as I've gotten older, you start to resist change when it comes to technology or whatever else yeah. it is. But, yeah, she's going to love it. He's going to love it eventually. My parents, and I feel, I feel really bad for them, they made the mistake of, uh, remember entertainment centers and how <laughs> big they were, right? <laughs> And how they were built for tube TVs. They looked so cool. There's a great film in the early 90s called Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. And the kid steals his sister's money. And what does he do? He orders an entertainment system with it. <laughs> and when you watch that movie today, they got the VCR. They got the yeah. back, maybe 40-inch TV. Yes. It's like, that's all you got yeah. back in the 90s. Man, that was something special. Uh-huh. It was one of the best. So my parents got this incredibly beautiful uh, entertainment center that's like made out. I'm going to oak possibly yeah i mean they put a lot of money into this yeah. thing they had somebody yeah. make it it's not built for a flat screen it is obsolete yeah so this tv that i bought them is gonna look it might look kind of silly in the <laughs> spot where their tv is being removed but i the, the, the upgrade i'm giving them i'm so proud i can't wait your old man I, might hate the multiple remotes that's what might you, you can never get them to embrace the fact that you need multiple remotes one turns the tv on one turns the cable box on. oh yeah you can consolidate everything to one remote that's going to ease the transition we had uh the, when i was a kid we were like one of the last families to have a vcr to have a microwave yeah to yeah. have cable and then when my parents finally got cable Refused to pay the five dollars for the remote rental. <laughs> Not kidding. So you had to go up change to change the channel. You got to earn it. You got to walk up to the box and hit plus or minus or enter. You know, boop boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was. Uh, so this is a, this is going to be a life changer. We're so spoiled. Yeah. We no really shit. Are. I have ki- like I said, my kids. Oh my god. Just the the guide on the DVR is just everything's right there. Remember right. preview guide when uh-huh. you had to watch the and then it would Scroll. stop. Yeah. And it yes. Was just, and whatever channel you wanted to see what was on that channel, it was always just past right, that. Right, right. So you had to wait for the entire cycle to go through. And then that. they'd start throwing in the uh, the ads for the pay-per-view channels. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yep, 500 times I can watch the latest 007 movie. I want to see what's on channel yeah. four. <laughs> Get to yeah. four. Yeah, great. More stuff that my parents won't pay for. This, <laughs> right. is, this is fun. Right. So I got them the uh, a smart TV, so they're going to have Netflix immediately. Oh, they're going to they, – once they learn it, they're going to watch more than you do. Yeah, they probably. They really will. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I should, I should send a little uh, cheat sheet, like, with recommendations on what to, what to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and Netflix it's, for- just, it's so easy to surf around Netflix now, but you'll still get upset. You'll be looking for that one movie. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't have Universal Soldier on Netflix? What the hell? Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's original content on Netflix, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if your parents are going to be into Daredevil, but there's so many things <laughs> that they can watch on yeah. there and movies that you love, but there's always that one movie. It's like, oh, they don't have uh, Tango and Cash isn't streaming? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I think my parents probably saw Tango and Cash. Um, that's, that's awesome. I uh, have you watched Daredevil? You brought that up. I have watched Daredevil. Yeah, is it we good? Viewed it on our channel last week. It's I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know if I loved it more for watching this particular series or the promise that it holds for future Marvel and DC and comic book properties on that format because you have 13 hours now to tell a story. That where previously, before the advent of Netflix, you had two hours. Batman Begins is one of my favorite films of all time, and you had two hours to tell the origin of Batman. Yeah. Now you have 13 hours. And again, you have to fill that content with something interesting. You can't just bore us to death because you have all this time now. But they really did a good job of setting up the character and setting up the villain that he's going against, what the situation is, who his buddies are, who the villains' alliances are. And the action is brutal in there. And it's things you might not be able to get away with if you made a daredevil devil movie 
Because if you make a Daredevil movie, you probably have to make it PG-13. This, yeah. If this had been a film, it probably would have gotten an R rating. Oh, really? Simply for the violence in it. Yeah, oh, wow. It's, it, there's some... There's some tough scenes to watch. I mean, it's fun, yeah. but it's it felt like watching. There were some scenes that almost felt like watching The Raid or The Raid Two, which is these action movies that are just the action will just blow your mind. It's so it's so fantastically shot, and um, yeah, it was really impressive to watch that. We're uh, my fiance and I are just we got finally got into uh, Avengers or the Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. on net on Netflix. Yeah, have gone through the first season and now uh, are in the second. Yeah, that, and that's a great thing about digging that show. It's 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 great to watch Netflix, even because shows that were on networks now, if they, it's almost like like Netflix is the major leagues, where you start out with the farm system, and if mm-hmm. we like you, we'll call you up. Yeah. So now we can binge watch uh-huh. it, as opposed to like there's so many times you get invested in a network show, and no, not enough people are like minded, and they cancel it, and you're like, well, I just. I just invested. No, I cared about the like that show Invasion on ABC. I was like, oh, this is a cool show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be the show that I watch. And then it cancels after one season. Like, there's so much more to tell. There was a show that I I was must have been one of just a handful of people that watched it, and I'll and I'll even admit now, I don't. It probably wasn't even good, but I loved I loved it and watched it every week. And it was an ABC show. That, Homeboys in Outer Space. No, but <laughs> I wish. Um, Eastwick. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I never watched it. I, it probably wasn't even good. Rebecca Romaine was one of yeah, the stars. Right. And yeah. then one of the girls that was on, like, uh, the original 90210. Shannon Doherty. Nope, nope. Uh, one of the le- Nope, one of the lesser. Jenny Garth. She's, she was. Uh, um, oh, the one that played Andrea? Nope. Oh even lesser God. known than that. One of uh, uh, somebody's <sighs> girlfriend. I cannot think of her name. In any case, they were on that show, and ABC would pull it, put it back on, pull it, put it back on. They never aired the last episode. <laughs> You're still waiting. Yeah. It was like, I don't know if it's like five years ago now, but I was like, what? I, I invested in this fucking show, and you yeah. never even put the last one on? Yeah. I remember I was like on Facebook, outraged, <laughs> like on there, because they had a Facebook page. Everybody's like, where? What happened? I'm going to write a MySpace blog about this. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, 12 of us, we're really upset about this. <laughs> Let's unite and act out the end of <laughs> Yeah. Imagine what could have happened. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, when you go see a movie, at least you know that it's got some sort of ending. It mm-hmm. may not be good, but at least you know it'll come to some sort of conclusion. That reminds me, that makes me think of something. It's, you know, some people uh, will go to movies and walk out. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Uh, recently. Really? Yeah, what, what I do as a, as a reviewer now, as, a, as you know, somebody who has to represent the people when you see a film, I usually have to stay to the end, but I give myself a pass, a card, if you will, that once a year, if I'm so fed up with a movie, I can just get the hell out of there. Now, and so I only do it once a year. Okay. So I've already used mine for this year. Wow. And I used it three or four days ago. Oh, wow. For Hot Pursuit. With uh, Reese Witherspoon oh, yeah. and Sofia Vergara. Sophia Vergara. It looks like it could be a humorous buddy, you know, more mismatched duo. She's a cop and she has to escort this witness. It's going to be on trial in some murder case. It is, I gave it, I never do this. <laughs> Our rating system is, is zero to five schmoes, right? Five out of five schmoes is fantastic. I gave this movie, the Blutarski, if you will, from Animal House. Yeah. Zero point zero. <laughs> It was it was so humorless. It was insulting. It was just everything bad. I leaned over to Christian. I was like, "Dude, 
if this movie keeps going like this in 20 minutes, I'm going to go to the bathroom and rock a deuce, and I'm not coming back. Yeah. Whatever happened in that bathroom <laughs> was better than the fecal matter they were putting on screen I for like 90 it. minutes. It was, it was atrocious, yeah. And sometimes, and I hate ripping on movies. I really do. I okay. know how hard it is to, to make a film to all these production teams coming together to create this thing, and they hope people like it. Yeah. But when you do that to an audience, you deserve to get punished. Yeah. I mean, I, our whole thing is we want you to never pay to see a bad movie again. And so our fans love when we, when we actually when we let the attack dogs out. And I had to. I had no choice. I got to be honest. So whether it's comedy or reviewing movies, you have to be honest. Is, there, is that out now? It comes out uh, Friday. Friday. So, yeah, it'll be out. Yeah. Are there other are there other bad reviews coming out for that one? I assume. You- yeah, it's not doing well on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and to their credit, they sometimes movies that they know are going to be bad. The studio will have an embargo for uh, reviews. Where, yeah. Where you're not allowed to have a review come out until the day of because they at least want that opening weekend. Juice. Right. But the embargo for Hot Pursuit was uh, I think Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday at uh, I think it was Tuesday night at nine. So. They said, oh, have at it. But, I mean, I, I get it. It's counter-programming for the Avengers. So if you want to go out and see – it's not just for women. I mean, or it's not just supposed to be appealing to women. If you love a, a good buddy comedy, you should want to go see Hot Pursuit. Yeah. But it's just so god-awful. You've yeah. got to save your money. I'm telling you right now, it's horrendous. What do you think of uh, – uh, what is your opinion of comedies in general these days? Uh, do you think there's a lot of enough good comedy movies coming out? Uh, there, well, you can never have enough good comedies to satisfy me. I think that that there's a certain there's there's a certain regime that's going on right now that that I trust a lot, and it's it, it's the Adam McKay Judd Apatow model mm-hmm. where you have your your anchormans and your 21 or 22 Jump Streets, and and a lot of the comedies that work now seem to be spoof of themselves and i like that i'd like to see more comedies that are just broad comedies that actually end up working like something like if hot pursuit was funny that's more of what i want to see i'm really excited about the the female ghostbusters that's coming out next year i think that's a great concept they have the right cast in place to yeah do they that. definitely do um but you can never have enough comedy to satisfy me yeah. um and because i i want to laugh in a theater and there's nothing like being in a in a comedy in the movie theater, opening weekend, when it's packed and just everybody is laughing together, it's like the feeling you get when you're on stage at a comedy club. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's it's just uh, uniting people. There's no better way to unite people than with laughter. So uh, I could always use more good comedies. We uh, we were looking for some, yeah, my fiance last night. We were looking for something funny to watch, and she's. I said, well, I don't know. Have we have should we try Netflix? Back to Netflix. Yeah. And, uh, we searched, you know, you know, suggested comedies, and was mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't know. Anchorman Two was one that we yeah. never saw, and I'm like, well, how about this? Oh, I hate Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. All right, we'll keep moving, moving, moving. And then we ended up, uh, we settled on a uh, Tom Papa's stand-up special from uh, a couple of years ago because a friend of ours is a huge fan, and we were just with over the weekend. It was like, Tom Papa's coming to Acme. I want to go. Yeah. And my fiance doesn't know much about him, so we watched that, and that was good. Yeah. But, Papa's great. He was actually the first comic that I saw perform uh, live. I was at really, my, yeah. My uh, my family. We we went to New York for a weekend uh, when I was in college, I think, and we went to uh, to Dangerfields because they knew. Like I I I never admitted yet that I wanted to be a comic for a living, but I. I was really into stand-up. I like making people laugh. And so we decided, oh, yeah, this would be fun. So we went to Dangerfields, and they had five comics. I can't remember any of the other. I remember a lot of their, their act, but I don't remember who they were except for Tom Papa. And he, can't, he, he was you know, he was wearing the suit, yeah. and he was just really smooth, and he was still – he hadn't broken yet, but he was – 
you watch that guy and you're like, that's that I I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's the feeling you get. <laughs> and he he was fantastic. So yeah, I got great memories of Tom Papa. That he was the first you saw. Mm-hmm. How about the first, first one I saw live? Live, yeah. live, live. Right. Yeah, when I, I was a kid, I loved Eddie Murphy. And I loved uh, Chris Rock. I wanted to be a black comic. That's pretty much what I wanted to be. <laughs> and um, and those are those are my guys. Robin Williams too. Um, Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey. When when I saw his Ventura in the theater, I mean that just that that blew me away. I yeah. didn't know a human being could be that funny. Yeah. So, but yeah, Eddie Murphy was the guy from uh, from really early on. I'd try to stay up late after my parents went to bed, sneak downstairs and try to tape Eddie Murphy raw. Sure. So I could watch yeah. it. It was it was on Showtime and. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's that. That's what. That's that. That was the initial bug that I got. Def Comedy Jam. Absolutely. Oh, I love Def Comedy Jam. I loved. I loved one of my favorite sitcoms, and it's an underrated sitcom in the '90s. Was Martin? Yeah. Martin Lawrence had a great sitcom, and so anytime, and he's been popping into the comedy store a lot recently. And you always hear talk that maybe they're going to do a Bad Boys Three, which which would be awesome. Uh-huh. So yeah, I got a I got a real soft spot for Martin Lawrence. Did you know this is uh, some. TV trivia. Did you know An- Andy Kindler was on an episode of Martin? Was he really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to watch the 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 very first season of Everybody Loves Raymond. I think there's a scene with like there there he plays in some basketball rec league, and on the team I believe is uh, is it's him Andy Andy Kindler, uh, Kevin James, um, and uh, uh, Kevin James is uh, 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 Gary Valentine. Gary, yeah. Yeah, and I think Patton Oswalt is also in there, and it's just it's it's all these great comics yeah. that are all hanging out together. It's pretty cool uh-huh. to see that now. Yeah, yeah, no shit. How about uh, how about acting for you? Uh, I I never really liked the process that much. I I've done it before. I was I've been in a bunch of commercials, and you know, I did. I was I was the lead in one film in a low budget horror comedy uh, called Little Fucker. Was the name of it? Okay. You, and the, the the premise of the movie was that I'm an exter- me and my buddy are exterminators, and there's this there's this evil creature that we discover, and the only way to stop it from killing people is to get it high. Okay. So we get it really high, and it's like our pet, and then we're at this party, and the weed runs out, and it starts killing everybody, and we gotta we gotta stop it. <laughs> Can't imagine why it didn't go better what the at hell? the box office, but yeah, I, I I enjoy acting once it actually happens, but the the waiting around for me isn't what i'm into i don't like yeah. waiting around on set or the the days and the weeks and the months it takes to prepare and and actually go through a role i'd rather be doing stand-up where you have the immediate reaction which is that's my favorite thing to do anyway yeah and right then on. even with movie reviews it's fun you shoot a video you get it up on youtube and you're on to the next thing yeah so the the quickness of stand-up and and schmoes is what i prefer to acting L- was uh was little fuckers reviewed on schmoes no uh it was I have, I have one of the very few copies in existence. Um, and even now, I'll get I'll get like an email from the producer. It's like, oh no, we're we're this close to getting a deal with Amazon or something like that. To what really? It. And I'm like, please don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this haunting me. So there's a trailer you can watch on YouTube, and uh, and Christian and a, and a buddy of ours reviewed it. Jeremy Johnson, they they reviewed it together, and. Uh, and they had a lot of fun with it, but um, yeah, it's nothing that that I, I still own a copy somewhere. And what we might do is some at some point we might have a screening and invite fans and do like a live podcast or something, then show show a clip from Little Fucker. But I don't I don't need that to ever see the light of day again. I'm 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 proud of it of me in the film. Yeah, okay, you know? good. It's they, they tried. I think when they actually made the movie in post, they tried to make it more of a, a more of a horror film. 
and actually scare people. And it's like, it's, it's not going to work that way. But me and my buddy, who's a really funny sketch comedian, we improvised most of that movie. So we had a lot of fun on set doing it. Yeah. But it's just all the other takes, and then it's in, now it's in somebody else's hands afterwards. Is When I create art, I want to be the sole proprietor of said art. You know, I want to be... I want to be the only voice. I want to have total creative control over everything. What was used in place of marijuana, or was it real? It, I can't remember what it was, because I'm not a big smoker. Like, I've never even smoked a cigarette before. So when I was on set, I had, they had to teach me how to at least make it look like really? I'm inhaling something. Yeah, and so... Come here, kid. It, yeah, that, that's really what it was. But yeah, there was actually no pot on set, which actually is it probably would have benefited the film if there was a little bit of something <laughs> right. but yeah there's nothing there i've only ever done uh done edibles i mean i've tried to smoke it a few times and it's just i don't like the burning in my lungs mm-hmm. i guess i'm a big pussy that way so i'll have like uh i'll have a cookie yeah and that will usually not i usually don't feel anything so just doesn't work yeah yeah on me i hear you how about video games uh i used to love video games when i when i was a kid playing nintendo you know, you just had A and B to worry about. That's all. Yeah. That's the only buttons you had. Mm-hmm. And now the controller is just way too complicated for me. I was really good at Halo. I was really oh, good yeah. at the first Halo on Xbox. I was I was crushing Halo. And then the dual wielding in Halo Two came out, where now you guys got to hold two guns and you got to. It just it, it became way too much for me. Yeah. So I can't do it anymore. My brother, God bless him, he's he's got the PS4 and the Xbox One, and he can play. And he's got a daughter, and he's still he's able to play whatever game comes out. He loves playing the new school, the old school, anything. Yeah. So for me, I have a steady diet of Tecmo Bowl and Tetris that I will still <laughs> get into occasionally. Yeah, we have and, Tetris on the uh, ps3 yeah, yeah yeah it's uh th- those are my favorite games of all time and i think i am the world's greatest tetris player on oh. game boy i really do on I, game boy i've never seen anybody get close to what i'm able to do to that game on that machine yeah but uh, yeah yeah video games are this and and again i'm just i am really busy and it sounds stupid to say but you know i spent a lot of time watching movies and a lot of time writing and creating stand-up and doing it so there's just not a lot of downtime i know i could be doing something else other than playing you know, Mass Effect 2 mm-hmm. or World of Warcraft. Yeah, I uh, I lost my full-time gig two months ago, so my video game playing has, <laughs> has slightly increased. Slightly increased, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it has. Yeah. It has. Well, what's your game? It, uh, I, I play sports. I play uh, hockey. Oh, yeah. Love NHL hockey. Yeah. The NHL 15. Yeah. Total nerd about it. You know it. what I found is that the sports that I'm not that into watching, like soccer, are great to play. The, the, the FIFA video game? is fantastic yeah i bet you get to go to some of your buddies and you can actually play soccer as yeah. opposed to watching it yeah it's no, no longer boring it's <laughs> it's fun you get to be your own country the usa it's always the underdog mm-hmm. so it's, it's sometimes i'm trinidad and tobago just to really see what i can do <laughs> against the big juggernaut brazil but yeah so the sports games i can occasionally get into i can i know my way around football enough to play madden but just nothing i can invest that much time in yeah so you're living in L.A. right now? I live in L.A., yeah. I've been in L.A. for the last 10 years, and I moved out there as soon as I was uh, – not as soon as I was done with college, but I graduated, lived with my girlfriend at the time for a while, and then uh, decided to hit the road and get out to L.A. I had a buddy who was living out there, and I slept on his couch for about three months and then uh, started to make my rounds around the open mic circuit and just uh, – you know, came up the ranks. Yeah. So, and before that, where'd you go to college? I went to college in North Carolina at Wake Forest. Oh, okay. So nice ACC school. Yeah. Where we're falling on hard times basketball wise, but I think we'll be back. Danny Manning's our coach from. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. The Danny and the Miracles from the '87 Kansas sure. team. So he's, oh, yeah. he's our coach. He didn't bring the rest of the Miracles with him, but <laughs> um, I hope he can do something special with the team. So we'll see. Wake Forest just came up. In, uh, 
Oh, I have one of my coworkers over at the uh, hockey games. His daughter uh, got offered a scholarship to Wake Forest. It's a great school. Yeah. It's a great, and I totally wasted any education opportunities that I had. I mean, I I, I majored in communications, which is the university level certificate of participation. It's like, <laughs> oh, here you go. Your mom can put some on the fridge, right? And then because I had known by by the time I graduated, really by the time I was a senior, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try this stand up thing. And you were doing it there. I wasn't doing it there. I did some sketch, and I did. They had a, they had a local, you know, the college TV station that I would try to do some stuff on, and but I never did stand up. I was just I just didn't have the rocks to do it because I knew if I if I did a stand up night at Wake, it was a small enough school to where all my friends were going to go, and I didn't want anybody I knew. So I actually drove down to Atlanta. Oh, okay. To do open mics for the first time. Yeah. And then I really, I mean, I always loved, you know, Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey. But once I actually was on stage in front of people, I was like, this is what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. Now I got to figure out a way to tell all my family and friends this is what I'm going to be doing. And what did they think you were going to do? Uh, they, you know, when I went into college, I was thinking, ah, maybe pre med's the right one for me. Me. Wow. And then I got my my I, I was taking biology, the first biology course that you would have to take. I'm not going to tell you what I got on my first test. The second test I got back and on the paper it said 53. Nice improvement. Whoa. Face. Oh, I better be really funny. And that wasn't 53 out of 54. That was not 53 out of 54. <laughs> That's 53 percent percent. And it was better than I did on the first test. Mm, so, so I was improving. Yeah, it was, it was a steady improvement. <laughs> But, Smiley face. Yeah, it was way. That was that's that's way too much work for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Pre med, no thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the because my my that's what my father did. He uh, he oh. was in the air force and he got out and went into private practice afterwards. And um, it's just he he I I admire the hell out of him. And I could just never do. I could never follow in those footsteps. So I went the farthest in the opposite direction you could possibly go. <laughs> Today is um. It's the seventh, yeah, seventh. It's the f- first day of this month that doesn't have some silly holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now we just enjoy May, ladies and gentlemen. There's no Star Wars. There's no Corona. It's just May seventh. Deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Have some tequila if you want, but you don't have to credit it. It might happen. You guys thirst. have a pretty nice bar here. Oh, for sure. Big fan. Oh yeah. I restrained oh, yeah. myself last night. I did the work, and now I can because when I go on the road, I have a lot of schmo stuff to get done. I I do all our editing, and so once that stuff is done and it's up in the world and everybody else can see it, then it's really my time just to focus on being a comic, which comes along with the few beers that I have after the show. Yeah, and uh, I I know for a fact that Acme is a great place for comics to hang out after. The shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a funny story, and I forgot. So, my my partner in crime on Schmoes, Christian Harloff, he did stand up for 12, 13 years, and he uh, he retired, I think, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He was here at Acme doing a guest spot with uh, Tommy Savitt, and I can't remember who the other comic was, but he Christian got kicked out of this club. He got chased out because he went on stage and they gave him three minutes and he comes on stage he's like three minutes and he starts killing and he's, and he's doing great he's doing this 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 german guy impression that became a staple of his act later and he literally ran the lights so hard that they cut the mic off and the club manager the owner at the time he said it was a, it was a shorter asian guy and was chasing him out of the club the, the owner yeah <laughs> maybe maybe that's who i i don't remember who have so, you not met him this weekend I, I i remember meeting him last time yeah. and bringing the story up and he didn't remember it so i don't know if the if the ownership changed hands in the time but yeah nope. he he was he, he was he was not pleased with with christian running the lights mm-hmm. so so he ran him out of the club I I believe that that could have happened. <laughs> I certainly believe that. Yeah. 
I hope I get myself into trouble, but I do my time, and I have a little more than three minutes to do. So yeah, 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 yeah. right, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was a funny story. Yeah, Christian was a great comic, and he, uh, and this was the only club that he he will point out that he's been kicked out of. So <laughs> that goes against a lot of the stories you hear about Acme. Yeah, about uh, I mean, like Louis uh, Louis C.K. was just on. Um, on the Tonight Show mm-hmm. just a couple weeks ago, and gave a shout out to Acme about how much he loves it. And... Oh, it's a great club. And, and watching uh, watching David Tell uh, when he did Comedy Underground, I think he did one of them here. Um, he uh, they, they filmed some stuff here. Um, did they? Yeah, okay, maybe. And uh, and yeah, this this is a great club because I love the way the stage is situated in relation to the crowd. I mm-hmm. love having a front row I can work. Yeah. I love when the people are right up there. It's it, the room is great. The acoustics are are great. It really is one of the top notch clubs in the country. You have uh, I saw you have an album out. A DVD, a special. Uh, yeah, it's on iTunes. Yeah. It's uh, two it's, years it's, old now. Uh, yeah, I think it came out in 2012, late 2012. It's called "Get to the Castle," and the cover is me as Super Mario because <laughs> I do a big bit about Nintendo in there. And, yeah. Uh, and I, one of our fans, uh, just I was like, I was like, hey, it's a kid named Robert Sumblin, and he, he lives in England. I was like, hey, can you just draw me as Mario? I just want to see what it looks like. The first thing he sent back, I'm like, bam, that's the cover of the Sweet. album. So, yeah, you can get it on iTunes. Just search Mark Ellis or Get to the Castle. Yeah, and yeah. You'll find it. You'll stumble upon it. Another one coming soon? Or? I hope so, yeah. I think uh, what, what, I tell, what I tell the fans is in between Star Wars The Force Awakens <laughs> and in between Star Wars Rogue One, which is coming out in December 2016, I'll have a new either special or album or hopefully both. So uh, we got a lot of cool stuff in the works. Yeah. Hey, uh, that just I got one more Star Wars thing. <laughs> the cartoon stuff, the Clone Wars, you yeah. into that at all? I, I still have not seen the Clone Wars. I hear time and time again that I need to see the Clone Wars. I tried to watch the movie, and I turned it off in 10 minutes. I couldn't couldn't get into it. Apparently the movie's not good, but the actual show is great. Okay. Star Wars Rebels, which is currently airing, it's in between season one and season two, is awesome. It's like you get a little bit of that Star Wars magic that you felt when you watched the original trilogy. It's 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 really neat. And I got to see a sneak preview of of season two of Rebels at Star Wars Celebration, and it's awesome. You get to see Darth Vader. Oh, as okay, Darth Vader. Sweet, not the Darth Vader from Revenge of the Sith. Where no, yeah. I miss my wife. Right, no, this is the Darth Vader. <laughs> Stop whining. He's got the red lightsaber. He is a Sith Lord, and he is there to kick ass and take names. Awesome. Yeah. Was there any kick-ass freebies when you went to that um, celebration thing? Uh, yeah, we, we got some, got some T-shirts, uh, got some posters. Uh, some some fans brought us that they knew we were going to be there. We did a little meet and greet, so they brought us some Star Wars goodies, and it's like, oh, you, I can have this? Are you kidding me? So yeah, we got some we got some good stuff. I'm still on the lookout for a in the box Princess Leia doll. So oh, okay. every time I go to a convention, I have the out of the box ones. I can give those to my sister. I'm still looking for an in the box original Princess Leia doll. So maybe maybe it'll come true. Maybe somebody brings it to a show one time and they just say, "Here's a $500 gift." Yeah. I yeah. don't think it'll happen, but you you got to hold out. You hope. think that's how much one of those is? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I haven't done the exact pricing of it, but I mean, though if you kept those toys in the box for whatever weird reason you decided to keep it in the box as a kid, yeah. you you're sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. Well, I certainly didn't. I, I have mine uh, with the even her arms are all wobbly now. And, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're play, but that's what you're supposed to do with toys. You yeah. Know, is when when I, I one of the best memories of my childhood is coming down on Christmas morning and seeing the Millennium Falcon there and being like like I didn't that thing wasn't in the box for two seconds after I saw it. Right. I ripped the box open. The box was shredded. By the time Christmas afternoon came around, and I was playing with that thing. Do you remember the? Of course you do. The twelve inch. 
uh, Star Wars figures, you know, the bigger ones. Were like, I don't want to say dolls, but they were dolls. I don't. No, they, I never had those. They had, you know, and they. Were, I'm talking about, like, you know, from the 70s. There was, yeah. like, a Han Solo and Luke and whatever, and I had probably four or five of oh, them. Oh, man. You want to talk about a valuable collectible now. Well, yeah, except for when I kind of grew out of mm-hmm. the doll phase, my parents took some and gave them to my cousins <laughs> who were all younger. Just last Christmas, my cousin Matt's like, hey, by the way, you know, I still have those uh, Star Wars. I have Luke, and I'm like, you mother. That's crazy. Like, oh, you do, huh? It's funny. I don't know when it changed because I remember my uncle telling me that, that, that G.I. Joe's and, and toys used to be bigger. They used to be like Barbie or bigger size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then something happened where they came out in the 80s. They're like, you know, let's make these kids, let's make smaller toys to play with. That way we can charge them more for more toys. I don't know what the, yeah. what the logic was. Yeah. But, yeah, I had, the, I had the smaller action figures. That was the 80s and 90s is when I was coming up and playing with that or G.I. Joe or Ninja Turtles or He-Man, which I still do to this day. There's, there's a lot of toys in the bathtub of the hotel right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful you don't you you only you uh can learn the hard way but then you should uh take it for life that you do not put like r2d2 in the bathtub yeah those stickers come off <laughs> that's right and that's you right. will regret that forever it's a naked r2 now it's just that r2 unit with the bad motivator that uncle <laughs> got rid of right away what are you trying to push on us? <laughs> I just loved how the Jawas were just like junk dealers. You know, they just every every town has a Jawa. Yeah, like, nah, man, this thing still works. Come on, <laughs> slap a fresh coat of paint on it. It'll be that's fine. What, that's, what the, that's what the Jawas were known for. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna sell you crap and they're gonna paint it up. I don't know how R two passed their test where they would actually sell it to somebody else. R two D two was the one thing that works. Right, it's still even C three PO needed a good oil bath before he was <laughs> right. he was usable again. But R two D two, that damn droid is the reason why anybody else in the Star Wars galaxy is still alive because he saved their life at some point. Oh, I fucking love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna do a really. I'm gonna uh, actually. We're we're just about out of time here. I'm taking up plenty of your time here. I've uh, wasted more than enough of your time talking about Star Wars. That's so. fine. I uh, no. Well, I, I've enjoyed it. I'm gonna do a quick. Uh, uh, I want to know if you can dis- – I have a list of movies here okay. of sequels. Okay. And I want you to tell me if they're real or not. I love this game. Let's okay. do it. All right. Um, Bambi 2. Bambi 2 is real. It is. Yeah. Yep. There's also a Bambi versus Godzilla. What? It's a five-second short with Godzilla stomping Bambi. Spoiler alert. Very good. Was- Bambi 2 was uh, uh, video, straight to video, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. How about Mean Girls 2? Mean Girls 2, I think, is – also a real thing mm-hmm. yeah and they're and in production now is mean moms oh they're I looking at jennifer that. aniston to star in that yeah yes. so. yep mean girls 2 uh it was a tv movie but that counts that's right that's Lindsay right. lohan wasn't in it but uh tim meadows was back <laughs> as the principal <laughs> <laughs> all right how about groundhog day 2 groundhog day 2 is not a real sequel that is correct we just keep living the first one mm-hmm. and that's fine <laughs> american psycho 2 American Psycho 2 is a sequel, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't remember who starred in it. Uh, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. And Captain Kirk. Oh, Shatner. Chris Pine. Oh, no, no Shatner's Shatner in it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got Shatner in American Psycho 2? Yep. Wow. Roadhouse 2. Roadhouse 2. God, that's a tough one. I I want it to not be real, but I think that there actually was a Roadhouse too. There is, yeah. Straight Wait. straight to video, two thousand six. No Swayze. Biggest name was a Busey, Jake Busey. Jake Busey. <laughs> <laughs> 
please tell me he played the bad guy. There's, uh, he had to. There's him. no way anybody is playing is hiring Jake Busey to play the good guy bouncer. No, he's a no. He's got the face of a. He's of a got bad the guy. face of either the bad guy or he could have played the blind guitar player in the <laughs> sequel to Roadhouse. That's that, that's <laughs> he could have played a Jeff Healy. Uh, when Harry met Sally too. I'm going to say that is not a sequel. That is correct. But that movie's been made a thousand times, and it never gets as good as the original when Harry met Sally. I love that movie. Oh, it's I so love good. that movie. Best part, it's a fun, it's a great film. It's a great film. Fun thing to go back and watch is the one scene where Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby are power walking with tight pants. <laughs> it's like that was a thing in the late '80s that dudes did. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Mr. Zero knew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, Ace Ventura Jr. Ace Ventura Jr. <laughs> I I I know they did Son of the Mask, so I'm going to say yes. Ace Ventura Jr. was a film. Yeah, uh, it aired on Cartoon Network. Okay, okay. About, all right, let's see. Hold on, we got to go. Two left here. Right. Splash two. Splash two. Ah, uh, I'm going to say yes. Yep. Okay. 1988, an actor named Todd Waring played the Tom Hanks character. Uh, Daryl Hannah's part was played by, oh, Amy Yazbek. Amy Yazbek, yeah. yeah from uh, Robin Hood uh, Men in Tights. Yeah. If, uh, Should we go on to? The Redhead, yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last one here, Citizen Kane 2. Citizen Kane 2 was a film that was made. Oh. Not according to what I have oh, here. Okay. Not according oh, to what I so have. Close. You, gotta, you did. You did I well. I was pitching a perfect game, and somebody in the dugout talked to me, and you mm-hmm. can't do that. Nope. I had it going into the bottom of the ninth. I know. I remember. I, yeah, I remember thinking that somebody did tried to make a Citizen Kane two. It was. It had nothing to do with the Orson Welles classic, but somebody was trying to make a Citizen Kane two film, and uh, my God, that that is one of those that you should just never touch. That Don't again. touch that. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch that. All right, anything else we should mention here? Uh, well, no, we didn't I mean, mention your Twitter. Uh, yeah, at 5150L. So I'm a huge Van Halen fan. I can't believe I, I've done an hour-long podcast and didn't mention Van Halen once. But oh, yeah, wow. I'm a huge Van Halen fan, so that's why 5150L is the Twitter handle, is Instagram, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, on YouTube, just type in Schmozno yep. and never pay to see a bad movie again, <laughs> including Hot Pursuit. <laughs> Uh, have you ever done a a podcast or show? You, okay, we just finally mentioned Van Halen. How about with mentioning the baseball player with your same name? Uh, yeah, that that has come up before because yeah. he used to play actually for the Dodgers. And when I was in L.A., the only Dodger game I've been to, me and uh, my fr- Eliza Slesker is a great comic. We went oh, to yeah. uh, we had good seats. Went to a Dodger game, and Mark Ellis was playing. I was like, oh, it's Mark Ellis. It's like my name's on the marquee. Mark Ellis went three for four. He hit a home run, a double, and a single. He was one triple away from hitting for the cycle. The day that Mark Ellis, a comedian, <laughs> was in the crowd to see Mark Ellis, the baseball nice. player. So he since moved on. And all, sometimes if he had, if he had a big game, he his name would be trending on Twitter. And all the schmoes would be like, you're trending on Twitter right now. Not and me. I'm not going to correct him. Right. Like, yeah, I'm trending on you. <laughs> you're damn right I am. <laughs> Good episode, man. That's right. Yeah. I... Uh... Well, he, I don't, uh, I don't think you should bring his name. I don't know if people have as good of baseball memories as I do that are going to be in the crowds this week. But Mark Ellis, the baseball player, is a Twins killer when he played for the Oakland A's. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He had an historic like uh, we the Twins played the A's in the playoffs. Like yeah, 10, one of his first years, and he was knocking the cover off the ball. So that's, yeah, that's one of the things I was looking for when I saw Moneyball is that Mark Ellis was I think a rookie on that yeah, team yeah, or yeah, second yeah. year, and uh-huh. there's and there's there's maybe two shots uh, very quickly of a guy on the Oakland A's with the last name Ellis like yeah. playing second base or whatever, uh-huh. and I'm like that's me, that's me, that's me, yeah, yeah that's it, the guy. Alas, it is not me. I was great at baseball when I was in playing the that now that they our baseball our little league was called Midget League. 
which I hope they've changed the name since then to Little Person League or whatever, <laughs> you know. But yeah, shorties. When, when I was playing in the shorty league, I was pretty good. I I chug a Joel Cola, hit a couple home runs. <laughs> if you told me back then that Mark Ellis is going to be a major league baseball player, I'd say you're damn right. Yeah, he is. and it's me, and it's going to be me. But <laughs> alas, nice. Well, this has been great, man. Dude, thanks so much Pleasure. for having me. It's uh, Acme, I'm ser- and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. This is one of my favorite clubs to go on the road to, and i got to make sure I come back here when it is temperate, like in May. Yes. This is awesome. Good call. See you next year. May the force be with you, sir. <laughs> you too.